Producer Charlie here, and we've just got to jump in before today's episode of Footy Talk because, James Graham, some massive news broke after we recorded. Brad Fittler has stood down as the Blues coach effective immediately. He won't be back next year. Yeah, I don't think many people saw this one coming. Immediately, your attention goes to why. After only six days ago, he reapplied and resubmitted his application to continue on in the Blues role. Most people took the conclusion of he would... Uh, get a one-year deal and we'd see what happened after next year's series. As really, I don't think New South Wales were that far away. Uh, I don't know if there was an appetite for change in the hierarchy at the Blues. Fittler's decided to step away. I guess we will know more as this story continues to develop. And I guess the, the attention now turns to, well, who fills that role? And due to the rules and regulations around it not being able to be a, a current head coach in the NRL. I wonder if we'll see New South Wales Rugby League amend that rule because some of the candidates that spring to mind would be Ricky Stewart, um, very passionate person, uh, a man that can lead a group of men. He's probably the person that first springs to mind. Other than that, the, the, there is no, no one else that really comes into contention off the top of my head I may be making some glaring mistakes whilst I'm saying this but he seems the man but obviously under the current rules and regulations he's he's unable to one man who might throw his hat in the ring is Ricky Stewart's assistant Michael Maguire he's obviously the coach of the uh, New Zealand team at the moment he's got rep football experience he's a very experienced head coach he's someone who could throw his hat in the ring there was talk about you speak of coaches Craig Bellamy being involved Ivan Cleary came in to the camp in game three there isn't a heap of options, but Brad Fitley has been there since 2018. Three series wins, three series losses. He came in at a time when New South Wales was sort of at a low point. It struggled, and he's rebuilt this club. He had different systems of doing things. He brought in the barefoot policy. He brought in the open media. He's changed the blues, and he's had a lot of criticism the last couple of years. Overall, this six-year period where he's been in charge, how do you think he's gone? Look, I think it's a pass mark. Undoubtedly, they could have done more and perhaps should have won more series than, than they did. But let's not not forget the the situation that that Freddie was that he fell into. Mm. Uh, and again, still just digesting this news now, it it, it does come a, as a bit of a shock because you know, we know how passionate this man is about New South Wales, all the stuff that he does for the community. I remember, you know, being you're wondering whether Freddie was the right person for the job, and you know, you obviously you. You get all after the results of the series. The talk is about Queensland and all the work they do to the community. You kind of forget it overshadows what the New South Wales staff mm. and um, the staff and and that state and that team uh, do for and how they represent their state. And Freddie, there's no bigger person than Freddie. What he does for the homeless, what he does for rural New South Wales, and yeah, it, it, it seems very odd. The timing as well, ongoing final week. He's one of the superstars of the Origin Arena as well. He did such a good job for New South Wales. And incredibly, he's the second most capped New South Wales coach of all time behind Gus Gould. And the question will be, does it potentially open up an opportunity now for Gus Gould to come in as the head coach? There was talk of him coming in as an advisor. Could he now come in and take over that role? He's done it before, and I'm sure he'd be up to the challenge again. Look, he'd be up to the challenge, but it's been a, a while since Gus has actually had uh, studs in the grass to coach. Like, he gets it. He gets origin, and no, no doubt about that. We see how passionately he speaks about it, and no doubt he'd be a great motivator of men. Is there more needed mm. to get a 17-man squad ready to play come origin day than the, the big speech at the end? And 
I, personally, I think there is. Well, we won't know who the head coach is for a little while, Jimmy. Brad, uh, on the other side of it, Billy Slater's re-signed for another three years, so great news for Queensland. New well, South- well, Charlie, just to interject there, I just yep. wonder like how much this puts New South Wales back. Like How many steps back to New South Wales take? I thought with Freddie, they were taking many steps forward. Did they get the results that they desired this series? Absolutely not, but I don't think they were that far away. And I just wonder now with even more change, more change for New South Wales and even more stability for Queensland. Mm. Like Playing into Queensland hands already. We've not even finished season 2023 and we're talking all things origin for 2024. Hey, I wonder if there'll be a bolter in this Sunday's grand final. Well, one thing they will have is a stacked team full of superstars. New South Wales have got an opportunity to have a golden era ahead of them. Nathan Cleary, Tom Trevojevic, James Tedesco. It's a stacked, stacked team. So whoever comes in has a huge opportunity to help turn New South Wales around. Yes, it is, Charlie, and probably some big decisions to make. You know, a lot of scrutiny under some of those players that you uh, that you mentioned in the in that line there. So, um, some big decisions for someone to make. And uh, look, it's it's certainly exciting being a pundit now. It gives us lots to talk about uh, post season rather than just what happened in the grand final. Obviously, we've got internationals, uh, the rep football, which is happening. But yeah, this is a story that uh, looking forward to, to following, seeing the developments and seeing who puts their hat in the ring, who walks away from it, who doesn't want it, who doesn't want to touch it, who's not ready for it. Will New South Wales Rugby League change their rules? I think that's the big one. All right, well, let's get into footy talk, Jimmy. Sounds good, Charlie. A listener production. Okay, here we go. He is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! Coming up on Footy Talk, I'm your host, James Graham. I'm joined by Brent Reid and Aaron Woods. We're going to be talking all things grand finals. Do the Panthers simply need to turn up and do what they've done for the past four seasons? Or are the Broncos going to change what they've been doing all season that has got them into this position? Hello and welcome everybody to a special edition of Footy Talk. I'm James Graham, hosting, joined by Reedy. How are we doing? Jimmy the host, I love it. You can't have your first impression back again. You've got to admit to our <laughs> listeners that the first well impression, deserved, your voice went up at the end. You're it was like, ju- really? Like, ju- oh, like ju- shock. Not Jimmy. like, not a surprise. It's like, Jimmy, oh. it's long overdue. You've been, there's a host in you. I knew that. Uh, yeah. It's long overdue, mate. That, well, thank you very much. Well, and Peacock we- gone. <laughs> Emma, sc- God, scraping oh, no, the barrel. Reedy actually asked for more on the invoice because there's only less people now. Hey, that's, that, hey, don't knock that. That's a that's, that's a great you give, you that's a great idea. bit of thinking. <laughs> I love ideas. Aaron Woods as well. Welcome to you, mate. Jimmy, good to see you. I've actually a couple of nights ago I did the uh, Delium red carpets and um, what do you mean by did? Oh, sorry, I was on the red carpets. Uh, interviewing players. Oh, right. You went yeah. per, you, you went there yes. as a... It worked in, for Triple M. Oh, you were doing some... You were working yes, the Dally M's. You went... He was dressed uh, like a slob, Jim. The rest of us were... I was dressed like we were doing Triple M. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> uh, I'm not did the, you I, not I, get I didn't the... get an invite to the actual Dally M's, so I got knocked at the front door. I had to wait in the... It wasn't a red carpet this year, was it? It was really? green carpet. It was like a footy field? It was a footy field. Green carpet, yeah. I see what they're trying to do with that. Yeah. It, it looked good, but Clever. there was yeah. one person that made a gig of himself. Ricky A. And he's in this room right now. Ricky's not here, and, I, and I've I've got the uh, dance moves on camera too. So the on our punch. socials, Ooh. they'll be able to see the Reed's man's. What what do you call it again? It's a it's a move I made with when I was at university. It was, was I came up with it. it's called the rum puncher. 
You need a quality didn't catch, Rams to be doing that one. It didn't fair, catch on then, and I don't think it's going to catch on now. I actually didn't come up with the name. A mate of mine, Dan Cleary, came up with the name, the rum puncher, but it was my move. You'd have to have about Just 20. to pull it out every now and then. You'd have to have about 20 rums before you can do it. So you loves it, Mrs. Reed. <laughs> she loves it when I pull out the rum puncher. That's a, that, that is that's a, a euphemism. <laughs> and we are a football-based podcast, so... <laughs> we'll just steer away from that conversation, Mr. Reed. She loves her umpire. <laughs> I'm sure she does. <laughs> uh, how was the Dalliams? That was good. Um, I didn't get to go inside. Uh, I didn't have an a invitation like our man, the Reed man. So you're just waiting outside. Did you front. wait till the I end? Was those, I was one of those punishers with a camera and a microphone. So you went, get people on the way in. Yep. Then you're sitting outside, standing outside. No, you yep. went home, didn't you? I went, I went home. home. I went oh, home. right. So you Afterwards, didn't... yeah. Oh, right. I was... didn't get invited to the after party where... They reckon Reed was a three-man Dalliampa. They, they closed the bar at 11 o'clock. What's that about? 11 o'clock. Well, probably licensing laws, Reedy. Is it 11 o'clock? And maybe uh, they don't want the front-page okay. headlines the next day too, Reed. Rules and regulations. I've got to say, I was a bit disappointed in the turnout. Some clubs were very underrepresented. Really? Like who? I don't think Parramatta had a single, didn't see anyone. They, they, had a single they, player they, Heaps there. of girls players were there. They did. Heaps the of and, there, and there was a heap of coaches weren't there. Wayne, uh, Bellyache, Robbo. Brad wasn't there, Brad Arthur. Seebs. Your man Seebs wasn't there. He got stuck what, in Maccas what, on the what, way there. What's wrong, <laughs> what's wrong with um, <laughs> some of the coaches who aren't playing finals football or, or for nominations being there? I think they should be there. I like the, I like the thought of them going there. It's a night of nights, Jimmy. Jason Demetrio was there. JD was there, yeah. Yeah, I saw him on the yeah, carpet. It was a night of nights. You, know, you like to have all your stars there, your big names, your coaches. That's just what I think. I'll tell you what, Jimmy, I've never seen so many journos in, in, in my journos. life. A lot of More journos than coaches, actually. I was standing next Thank to you. Nicolucci and he was like, oh, man. he was itching to get inside to crack his first beer. He does over. love a beer, that bloke. Actually, <laughs> I went out with him afterwards. We went to uh, Neutral Bay. We got a lift to Neutral Bay. We went to the Oaks and is the this, Oaks was closed as well. Is this footy talk or is this really social oh, life? We ended up having to go to Minsky's. Have you ever been to Minsky's? Oh, no, mate, no I haven't heard of that. Have been to Minsky's at Neutral Bay? Oh, dear. Anyway. Oh well. And, and did, Mrs., did Mrs. Reed get the uh, the, the rum, the rum shaker when she? Got... <laughs> 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 hey babe, I'm back. <laughs> I pulled out the rum puncher <laughs> and nobody liked it. <laughs> um, anyway, but did you enjoy yourself? Yeah, good night. It was a good night. Good, yeah, good. good food. Well, it... The result was good. Kalen winning. Winning. I love, you know, I'm a big fan of Kalen. Unexpected. I don't think so. You don't think so? No, I don't I think so. It was. He came home with a wet sun. You've got to remember, Jimmy, it's now six points. If you have a good game and you dominate, you get six points. So he would have got six points over and over again while Sean was splitting votes. But I only think just because just he had that period off, Reedy, and he didn't start the season off too well. No. No, but he just came home. I'd love to see the breakdown of his votes over the yeah, last well, seven rounds. Yeah, you'd like rounds. to see the whole thing, wouldn't you? Because it would have been six, 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 five, six, six. But Sean was really good too. Yeah. But but again, I reckon he would have split votes. Yeah. It's hard. Whilst like he had Fanua Blake. Newcastle, Ponga, he's getting all the votes. Every time they win. Yeah. But it was a bit of contentious one about the one with the, against the Sharks. Yeah. He got six in that game. And I mean. he did his shoulder come off with like 30, 20, 20, 30 minutes to go. He's pretty good before that though. Yeah, he was outstanding. Oh, I thought yeah. he was one of the best players. He deserves second best player in the competition. Do you think he is has been the best player throughout season 2023? Well, if you did over the entire season, you'd probably say not. But he put together a stretch of football where he was by far the best player just about in the comp, I reckon. It's just the way it works. Even yeah, it was, no, even no it was, I'm, 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 I'm just saying if you could. Tommy won it one year and he, he didn't play the whole year, did he? The year Tommy. Yeah, that's correct. But then so, you speak about the form he had that year. Every game he played, he got man of the match. Yeah. Well, Kalen, during a period when they won eight in a row or whatever, Kalen 
But the I don't think he lit up as much as Tommy Turbo did well, that year. That, how, that, yeah. that year was like friggish. That yeah, year, like, yeah. that's like a once off. He was pretty good though. Oh, he, oh, I agree. Anyway, I like it. He's a good fellow. You know what? I was happy for him because he went. He, he went to Canada. He, yep. he had a few head knocks. Um, Did you get him on the? He had the tough green cup. Nah, he, mate. He was. Everyone wanted him. Really couldn't get him. Really? But um, he had the head knocks. You know, there's a lot of question marks with Origin period. He sits down and has a conversation with Billy, and just you know, Billy says, "I'm picking Walsh." I would have thought your pulling power, you would have got anyone that you wanted. You saying, Carlin, you couldn't get Carlin. I had Nico Hines at the time. Did you not go, don't you know who I am? Or? I'm not like you, Reedy. <laughs> okay, fair enough. All right, that's great to hear about Reedy's drinking. Um, <laughs> throw, and dancing. Th- throwing uh, some other fellow media members under the bus. <laughs> uh, you'd never hear players turn their back on one another like that. So I'll tell you what, he's always on the drink him. Loves a beer. He does. Like, Loves a beer. Oh, mate, well, oh, just double down on that. Anyway, <laughs> on to Sunday's grand final. Promises to be an amazing game. It's got all the ingredients for a classic. My gut is saying the Broncos, but the more I talk about it, I convince myself that Penrith are going to win. The Panthers, they've been so good mm. in semi-final football. The last time they were beaten was against Parramatta, where they lost Jerome Luai, a team that's frequently been able to beat them in regular season football, but they're in the playoffs, what is it, two tries they've conceded in 160 minutes of football. It's incredible what they've managed to do. I think they've got a uh, – look, I mean, I, I'm a Brisbane bloke, went to their first game, optimistic they can win, Jimmy, but they've got, got to be just about perfect. That's the only way you can beat Penrith, I think. If you're just close enough to perfect, you can't afford to be off your game. And they did throw a lot of offloads last week and a lot of them stuck. I think we've seen in the past that maybe – Chancing your arm a bit against Pen- Penrith can have su- some success. Well, we saw, we saw Manly and Woodsy. You played yeah. in that game. Yep. The opening forty minutes, Manly had a a bit of a, an attitude of we, we, we're going to just mm, throw it, it, move the ball yep. around. You know, chance our arm. Some of the things that Manly did that evening were just r- ridiculous and never yep. going to work. But <laughs> but that said, it, it did provide perhaps a little bit of a blueprint. Yeah, we we wanted to play unorthodox. You know, they defend so well in systems, Jimmy. We wanted to chance our arm. We probably, you know, you look back on it, the first 40, everything come off for us. You know, we're leading at halftime 12-6. Second half, we, we continue to do what we did, but it it's one of those things you need it to come off for you. Penner for a side, they love the cycle. So the longer you get in a, in a in what we call a grind where you go set for set for set, they just hang in there. They're a quality outfit. They're, they're fit. You know, they're strong. They're fast. They know what's best for their team. You know, if, if there's times where they see an opportunity, but then defensively, you know, you, you don't – sorry, you read it well. He'll, Cleary will just drop a back row under. They're calm. They, they don't have to go for that big play straight away. They're patient. They just keep chipping away at you, chipping away at you. And that's what they did to us. You know, we we worried them a little bit in the first half, but I think as much as we thought we worried them, they were still in their comfort zone. Like, they they weren't – they phased too much. Like, they just kept coming at us. And then, then when you watch that game when they played against Parramatta, I think the offload's the one. That's what's going to hurt them. But if you go to run to offload, you know what it's like, Jim. You played yeah. the game. They're not. They don't come off well. And and the collisions. You're thinking about trying to offload before getting your bump, getting everything done properly. And that's when I think we talk about. Yeah, it's good to go offload against Penrith, but you've got to think to run first. Yes. You've got to break that collision, and then you've got to offload when you're in a better position. You can't just think. All right, you know our game plan is the to hand offload. Grenade. You can't do the yeah, hand you grenade because then defensively they just stick to their systems and they will like blokes like Mitch Kenny. They will fight tooth for now to jump on that loose ball. And then when you think you're on top of them, a little moment like that in the game will just change it massively. And then you see 
Cleary, Edwards, they'll just jump on the back of it and they'll cane you. So they need to be near perfect. Staying on Penrith for a moment, they will look at that Warriors game and go, if you guys play like that, we win. Yep. So the st I think Brisbane missed the start. Wade Egan was allowed far too much time to, to come and jump in from dummy half. Now, Mitch Kenny isn't going to be as effective as Wade Egan, but what I think you'll see is Isaiah Yo take advantage yes. of that one marker and, and the lack of attention that the Broncos put on that. I think they'll then they'll be on the back foot. And then even again, back to the very beginning of that game, if the Warrior, when the Warriors scored their couple of tries, if they were able to extend that lead, I think it was Pompey who missed both conversions. If that's clear, he, he ices those. Uh, he missed three in a row, actually, Pompey. But I think when it was go when it was eight six or yeah. eight four, two tries to one, yeah, Penrith in that situation, they they, yeah. they choke you out, they tap you out, they don't just allow you to come back in, or if they do. It's a long time before you get back into the game. And the longer you have to wait, the more pressure that is applied, the more you're looking at the scoreboard and the shot clock thinking, yep. oh no. Pressure. Where well, the Warriors were allowed to get them back into this game. So I think Penrith looking at that game is go, hmm. I fancy ourselves to so just start well and just ride it out. And not too dissimilar to what they did to Parramatta in last year's grand final, Oof. where Parramatta were gone after 20, yeah. 30 minutes. If that, yeah. yeah. Do you, do you think um, Brisbane, a lot of guys who played in big games, right? Yep. Big games, origin, test matches. But is a grand final different? Like, Penrith played in, what, four grand finals in a row now. They know know what to expect. Brisbane haven't had that many blokes playing grand final. Adam Reynolds, an obvious one, Cape Royal. They haven't had that many guys playing in, yeah. in grand. Is it a different pressure? It is. The, the, the emotion of the week is different. You know, it, it's different to, I imagine, what Origin would be like. It's different to what big games in a World Cup campaign, like playing in a World Cup final, very different playing the grand final. This is what your whole, this is what years of work have gone into. Yes, it, it's the same playing for your country and your state, but you know, all that preseason, it's a long year, all comes into this. You know, the, the pressure on Brisbane, where for, for me, the Panthers, they're so conditioned to these big games. Oh, yeah. I, I've, I've used the analogy before where I think, I think Brisbane, if they're going to win, that they win it in the week and they're having the ability to, to remain calm. But for Penrith, they view any big game as, okay, we just need a regular performance that just so happens to fall on a special day. Yeah. They don't need to like rise to the occasion. They just go, we're going to perform like this, like like they have done yeah. for the past four seasons. And they've improved and yeah. made... Um, they like made slight changes and tinkered with a few things and they might do that for, for this Sunday's game but I genuinely think they just go well this is what we do and then the occasion just changes the the consequence of the result changes yep. like it, it either gives us a three-peat or it doesn't you know for me Jimmy I think Penrith learned a lot out of 2020 you know when they got blown off the park against Melbourne Storm like they were massive favourites they were young you know, we spoke about that week. Oh, you come up against a Melbourne side that we think they'll have no fear, these Panthers boys. But it looked like they got a little bit of stage fright that night. That's probably the only time in the last four years you think that the Panthers have had stage fright. And it looked like they learned such a valuable lesson from that night because the next couple of years when they played South in the grand final, when they played Parramatta, they didn't get overawed by the occasion. They, at times against South, they were behind on the scoreboard, but they stayed calm and composed. Whereas you said like about Brisbane – I think they've missed the starting first in the first two games in the semis. Like, even against Melbourne, I know they won 26-0, but Melbourne was sort of 
in the game for that first 20 minutes because Brisbane had a few errors and then they got a lot of penalties, but they were turning the possession over. You can't do that against Penrith. So I just think if they missed the jump, it could remind me a bit of the 2020 Panthers side because they missed the jump just slightly against Melbourne and they were down 22 new on the scoreboard at half time. And, and that would be a valuable lesson that they learned. Like you said, I think it's just a normal game for Penrith, but it's a bigger occasion and they've been here four times in a row. So, so just switching it around, Brisbane, how do they, do they need to look at, is it we need to rise to the occasion? Do they need to play the occasion? Like rather than just do what they've been doing well, all season because it's you're kind of in that funny predicament as Coach Walters. You're like, well, hang on. Do we change? We, here's what we've yeah. done all year to get us in this position. But then the the obviously it's all on the line. And do we need to change? And are we going to be better for looking to change or having different areas of yep. focus? Like, okay, we know we can play that power game through the middle. Yep. We know when the ball go, goes to Walsh, he can be electric. But do we pull Walsh back a little bit? Because he's going to throw them no matter what. Like we saw what he did, throws that ball to Dallin with Tennis Lesniak and seal it. Yep. Crichton, he's there. That's the same side from, from memory. Yep, it is, yep. like he's, they're not going to get let off. It's yeah. not going to be, oh, I'll dust myself down and throw another one to Herbie a little bit later on. <laughs> that, that doesn't, doesn't work. I was lucky enough to go down the fan fest the other day and we ended up grabbing Adam Reynolds for a conversation. And I just asked him, I said, you've obviously got a lot of young kids in the squad what do you do with this week? Does it change? And he goes, look, when we're on the training paddock, the focus is here. Everything's a 100%, which is what you understand. But he goes, when you're away from it, because I said, like, how are you handling the, the thousands and thousands up at Brisbane Red Hill? The training goes, mate, I want the boys to enjoy it because you never know. It could be your last, you know, it could be your one and only, or you could have a, a lot like Penrith. He said, we need to enjoy the moment, but we need to stay present. You know, we don't need to get caught up in, in such of the hype. Just enjoy that period of time we're at, but we've also got a job to do. And I think having someone like Adam Reynolds and Kurt Capel that have been there is going to really help them. Like if they didn't have those two blokes and they still had young halves, I'd be a little bit worried. But because those blokes have been there and, and Adam's in such a pivotal, like a, a pivotal position in that squad, I think it's going to really help those young blokes. And then with Reese Walsh, I asked him about him. I said, how do you control him? He goes, look, I don't get, I don't control I just try to teach him. So if, if he does throw an intercept or does something bad, I just go to say, like, what's the positive you got out of that? He goes, well, I've learned not to throw that massive cutout pass and think that that's the only play. I've got to think hit short or think show and go run. So, and he learned that on the weekend. You know, he threw that one early on against Wattini's Lesnar. He catches it. Then the next play they go down, they hit short to Farnworth and gets through. So it's all about lessons. And, and I just said to him, I said, well, you need, you don't want to be behind the eight ball. And he goes, yeah, well, so he needs to get it right from the start. But then if he doesn't, he needs to not go into his shell and just keep knowing what his, what his guns are and he needs to keep going to it. I think a footballing perspective really, and, and on the training ground, that's the easy part. Yep. On big game week, that's the easy part. You're doing what you usually do. It's it's when you're away from training yep. and when you're yep. sat in that hotel room just stewing over and you've got family what? members ringing you for tickets and well friends that, and yeah you've got that but, and you're thinking about but you've, you've just got yeah. well you just sat in your hotel and you're thinking wow it's coming this Sunday it's, it's a little bit different like if you're you know if the the Broncos they travel to Sydney and play um, the, the Tigers the Dragons the Dogs even Penrith in a regular round game they're not giving it half as much thought as what they would be so for me it's about how they manage those thoughts that come into your head when you're least expecting it when you wake up in the middle, middle of the night and you're like oh you know, did it happen oh no mm. uh, you know, yeah, it's not happened need. yet 
there's no next week. This is, you know, we win, we win the comp. We lose, we don't win the comp. So you've got that whole long period to stew. You don't want to, you don't want to stuff up on that huge occasion. I was intrigued, actually. I watched a bit of footy talk earlier this week and I saw Gordon Tallis talking about Payne House. And it got me thinking about Payne House. He's never really owned a big game, Payne House. Hasn't cra- I don't think he's ever really cracked it at Origin. I don't think he's owned Origin. This is a big game for Payne House, for me. I mean, he's the best front row. We all think he's the best front row in the game. If you look at when Penrith beat them earlier this year, they kept him to, I think, 103 metres, Payne House. And you talk about starting the game well, it's got to start with him, Jimmy. And I honestly think Payne House in big games over the course of his career has been found wanting. I can't remember him ever dominating But these are the things we're talking about. So what does Payne House do well every week? He just runs it hard, doesn't he? So why do we got to come out this week and go, Payne House needs to bash people and do this? No, I'm saying this. But that's what he needs to own it. He needs to bring the pain. No, Payne needs to do what he does every week, which is just go for it. Don't but think he just, hasn't done that yeah, in big games. But don't think just because this is a big game, you ought to come out of line and put a massive shot on. No, no, no. Play to your strengths. You know what you do well. Tommy Flegler is the aggressive middle forward. That's his job. You know, I want to see Payne do what he does every week. You know, you said he's been limited to 100 metres. Yeah. Well, go out there and run 180, 200 metres. Yep. Just back yourself. Don't try to do something you don't do every week. Because that's what Jimmy said. You know, you sit in the room, you think, oh, well, look, I'm looking at social media. Gordy's come out and said, you need to own it, you know, defensively you need to do this. But that's not what he does every week. Mm. You know, he needs to, they need to stick to what they've been doing so well all year. Don't change what, just because other people have come yeah. out and said it. Yeah. And there's so many interesting battles uh, to be fought on Sunday evening uh, and the middle three versus the middle three. Yeah. Um, the, well, sorry, the starting middle three versus the starting middle three promises to be one of the most intriguing of those battles. We're going to take a quick break and we'll talk about how uh, those interesting battles between middle forwards can uh, happen <laughs> <laughs> at the beginning of the grand final right after this. Hello and welcome back to Footy Talk, a listener podcast. I'm James Graham, joined by Woodsy and Reedy, talking all things grand final. Yeah, we've got it on the rundown here. Charlie White produces uh, the battle with Burgess, the battle of Britain, wanting me to take the listeners through the opening moments of the 2014 Can I just grand ask you final. A question? Did you think, you know, when you hit him, that you'd done damage? Didn't know. Didn't know? No, didn't really know. Well, yeah. No. It's a big collision. It was. It was. Um, <laughs> look, th- there's a bit more to this because it was a strange week. Michael Innes uh, injured. Yep. Not playing, so I'm skipper. Win the toss, or we do the toss, I win it. Obviously, we're kicking off. That's how I knew I wanted to start the game by trying to intimidate the opposition. Yep. Start start with a big defensive step, set. Probably as well, Probably knew. Was that something you did every whenever you captain the team? One always tried to kick yeah. off. Yes, always without a shadow of a doubt. It's the best way to start well, the game. I think it's easy for us as middles too because we get the first involvement. Mm. Yeah, you know, if you if you got a ball, if you're receiving, you don't always get that first carry. Mm. You, you I, 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 the I enjoyed the the first tackle. Fashion blocks. We're just getting into the game. Yeah. A good one, and, and also like realistically, look, the dogs had gone on a a, a crazy run, but. I think deep down we knew we had to look to try and intimidate Souths um, if we were going to get the victory. Like they had Greg Inglis, Sam and George at the time, Tom off the bench, he was you know amazing, Johnny Tio. Sutton, Tio. Like yeah. we, we knew we we had to like get physical if we were gonna if we were any chance. Like like any game. Yeah. Anyway, we were about to 
you know, we do the toss, you do all the dignitaries, which is all a little bit different. And I can remember looking down and thinking, well, there's only one person on that team with a head that big. And it's Sam. So, geez, what's he doing there? Because obviously, lock, he was playing lock forward. Lock forward usually stand on the 10. Uh, it's the front rowers at the back. And I think he'd swap with Dave Tyrrell, which was disappointing for me. But I remember seeing Sam <laughs> and thinking, oh, oh God, here we go. Uh, and yeah, just, Sort of last words to Trent Hawkinson would just kick it deep. I wasn't, I, I like, Dan, I, I stood on the right. I wasn't going to bottle it and say, like, oh, actually, Hocko, kick it left. Yeah. Like, yeah. I wasn't, no chance of bottling it. I knew Sam wanted the first run, and we spoke about this after, and I wanted the first tackle. And then he's just running, and I'm running down and sort of thinking, I can remember sort of getting a little bit closer, thinking, like, oh, God, it, it, it's on. And we, we all know how Sam returns the football, and mm -hmm. just this huge collision, obviously. And, spun out of it and just being like I at the time it, it didn't register it wasn't until uh, a couple of sets later that you know I sort of seen seen the damage because even in that I've seen I've it's been replayed however many yeah. times and you see Sam go down and the trainer but obviously when you're in the moment I'm at marker I'm not seeing that yeah. I'm like carrying on with the game like I, I don't know is there a trainer on is, is there a south player that I, like totally unaware until maybe Two or three sets later when we made an error and we were at the scrum. I remember that. I was at that game and I remember the collision and as soon as Semi plays the ball, just runs straight to the trainers like that. Just something. Yeah. I thought he might have, you know, broke the ice socket. I didn't know what to the extent, but, mate, what a collision. What a way to start the grand final. Yeah. Do you like to get the uh, first hit up, Woodsy? Yeah, kickoffs and if you're if we're tackle. receiving, I want to get the first hit up. But then if you're kicking off, you just want to go straight to the collision. You don't want yeah. to be that because you, you you might not get a carry to a play three or play four if you're the other front rower. And sometimes if you're depends what your game plan is that week. If you're you know targeting the the you know the right side of the field, you might use your back row, the center. You might not even get a carry that first set. And, and as Jimmy will tell you, as a front rower, you want to carry that first. You know, you need to get an involvement straight away. What goes through your head when Sam, a bloke like Sam? Gets the ball from the kickoff and he is just hurtling back towards you. You know that's going to hurt, right? Yeah, but like, I'd rather yeah. than run straight at you. You'd rather. Mm. I like when it's straight. It's harder when they're moving around to tackle blokes. Like when they run to your space, I reckon you got more power when they run straight at you. Okay. But you don't want to get completely too tall. In like yeah. You don't want to get too chest on. You, you need to be on a shoulder, otherwise. You know, there's only one bloke I find hard from kickoff runs, and it's Jared Wirahagos because he's got a real good bump. Oh, yeah. And if you don't sort of – he's got that – it hasn't got a big target zone because he's got a real good lean. So if you can just get under his bump, it's okay. But if, if you miss – if you just slightly off, oh, mate, it hurts when he gets that forearm mm. in India. Yeah, talking about this, it, it doesn't make me miss it. <laughs> <laughs> Tino, like, is Tino a bit like that too or not? No, not really because no. Tino sort of just bumps like that, whereas yeah. Hargraves goes in real hard. It's, it's, it's fair play. Like There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. But the the aggression Hargraves used is a lot different to Tino. Yeah, okay. it's, it's weird. It used to be, I used to be a person that uh, wanted all of that, yes. and now, oh, couldn't think of much worse. <laughs> uh, all right, guys, final predictions. Where will this game be won? Who wins and why? And who is your nominations for the Clive Churchill medal winner? Well, I've got to go for Brisbane, Jimmy. Otherwise, I'd get killed killed on, at, at home. Uh, I think they'll win just because uh, I just think they get, they've got points in them. I think you need to score points to beat Penrith. I think the ball's going to stick. I think they're going to chance their arm. I think Reese Walsh is going to have an unbelievable game. You know, that, they've got enough points in them to worry Penrith and to beat Penrith. J just quickly before I come to you, Woodsy, 
Do you think the predicted conditions are going to suit the Broncos or what's Penrith the latest more? prediction? Well, it's going to it, the prediction is it's going to be a thirty plus day. Ooh. Ooh. Well, I think that might help. Obviously, it'll cool in, into the evening, yeah. but yeah, I, I would have thought those conditions. Do they play under either hand? I, I don't know. Maybe the fitter team. Who's the fitter team? You'd probably say Penrith, right? They always look like they're the fittest team, but. Um, you know, if it's a dry track and it's, you, it, you know, you can... It plays into pace, right? No, not that Penrith You can any, throw the ball around yeah. and Walsh can weave some magic. So, and look, I think he's built... He loves the big stage race. I reckon he'll win the Clive Churchill too. I think that's his moment. He loves it. Interesting. He's loved it since he was... I spoke to his parents in the last couple of days. He's loved it since he was basically three years old. So, he's made for... He's He was born for this moment, I reckon. Woodsy? For me, I think this game is going to be won through the middle third. You know, we spoke about the battles up front. Um, whichever, because you look at the way that Fisher Harris and Leota started last year, they just dominated yeah. that game from the outset. Leota was unbelievable uh, last it's, year. It's just defensively, like just it, they were going out and just bashing blokes. But I think Brisbane can match it there. Who wins for me? I, I think Brisbane win in Golden Point. I'm, oh, think, I'm thinking we're going to Golden Point this week, boys. Deal with that stress. <laughs> Sorry, mate, but I think you're gonna have to get your uh, invoice book out. And you're gonna have to find, uh, you know, put another one in. Because I reckon this I will go. I'm not playing. Yeah, yeah, I can live you with that. Yeah, yeah. And I yeah, reckon. Sweet golden point. Here we go. No, it'd be, no, it won't be golden point. No, or is it extra, extra time? time? Extra time. No, oh, I reckon, I reckon it will go to golden. I reckon I'm, I'm feeling a golden time. point. You think equal of the end? Yeah, because I think, these, the I just think they match each other so well. And I wow. think Adam Reynolds' field goal with Patrick Carrigan is McClive Churchill. You, I don't think with the con- predicted conditions it can go. Extra time? No. Do you just see players? Flopping not if it if it goes to extra time, be an absolute cricket score. Oh mate, are you expecting a high scoring game or what are you no. thinking? No? no, I reckon it's going to be the opposite. I think it's going to be low. Yeah, yeah, I think they're low, both I defensively good. I've just got this. It's weird. The more I talk about it, the more I think Penrith. But I had this gut feeling. There's something about the Broncos, the Beatlemania, the new kids on the block, Adam Reynolds, the all all the subplots that go into it. Reynolds back in Sydney. The thanks, Renault. Thanks, Souths for Renault. <laughs> that like, was awesome. <laughs> I don't know. There's just something about this Brisbane it's a Cinderella team. Cinderella story, Jimmy. Yeah. There you go. But, you know, the party poopers, Penrith. I'm going to stick uh, Broncos. I think it'll be tight by less than four. Yeah. Uh, and Reynolds will be Clive Churchill. Ooh, like that. Yeah, like that. Okay, well, that's us done uh, for Footy Talk. Thank you, Reedy. Thank you, Woodsy. Please, everybody get tuned in for Sunday it's going to be an absolute cracker really looking forward to watching these two teams go head to head Um, yeah and we'll catch you very soon